Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Tuesday, June 20th. I'm Nyla Boudou. Today, the U.S. and China say they'll stabilize relations, plus new summer reading recommendations. But first, America's paternity leave patchwork. That's today's one big thing. Over the weekend, millions celebrated Father's Day in the U.S., but when it comes to giving dads paid time off to care for their new children, America lags behind. 63% of countries around the world provide fathers with paid parental leave. That's according to the World Policy Analysis Center. In the U.S., just 11 states have paid parental leave for all parents. Axios' Erica Pandy is here with The Big Picture. Hi, Erica. Hi, Nyla. So when we're talking about the current state of paid parental leave for both mothers and fathers, what does that look like across the U.S.? So it's very much a patchwork, right? We've got, like you said, 11 states that have active laws. We have six more states that have passed laws, but they're not in effect yet. So 17 out of 50. And then in four of those states, it's not even a a guaranteed thing. It's a voluntary thing. So Workers can choose to purchase paid parental leave insurance. It's not something that they just get as table stakes. And how accessible is paternity leave for men specifically if they're not in one of these states? It's not very accessible at all, right? I mean, only 25% of all workers have access to paid family leave. That's the birthing parent. That's the secondary parent. That's all workers. And 11% of workers don't even have the opportunity to take unpaid leave. That's according to the recruiting platform Zipia. So there's a lot of workers out there who can kind of cobble together sick time and, you know, and vacation time. But what it means is that particularly dads, are trying to come back to work as soon as possible. So another stat that really caught my eye was that 76% of fathers return to work full-time in less than a week after welcoming a new baby. Compare that to the average of 6.3 weeks of paid leave that fathers take in the European Union, for example. So there's a lot of complicated issues that are coming together here. You know, the big issue is that dads just aren't being given the opportunity or being encouraged to take time off. And and, and that has stakes for, for dads, for their kids, for moms. And it's honestly very inequitable for moms, too. I want to get to that. But first, let's just talk about the consequences for dads. The New York Times reported that married fathers who take paternity leave are less likely to get divorced What are some of those consequences for not having access to paid paternity leave? So those early weeks of a baby's life, studies have shown, are so crucial when it comes to building bonds with parents, when it comes to their development later in their childhood and even as an adult. And for a father not to be a part of that you know, really hurts the father and the child. And I think it can create a lot of strife in a a relationship if a dad has to go right back to work and a mom is kind of, you know, at home trying to handle things alone. I think it creates a lot of pain in marriages that, that doesn't need to happen if we were giving both parents the chance to sort of be there for those few weeks at least when it's a critical time for a new family. So Erica, we've been talking about laws 
How many companies offer paid parental leave? Yeah, so Zipia says about 45% of companies offer it. And, you know, that's about half. That's way more than the share of states that offer it. And that's because paternity leave is gaining ground as a popular employee benefit at tech companies, at finance companies, some of these high-skill professional workforce companies, work-from-home companies, you know, as we call them sometimes. So there is some momentum there. But again... Workers in other industries like logistics or the service industry or transportation have far lower rates of coverage. So you're going to start to see a two Americas for paternity leave quite soon if we're not already seeing it. If the U.S. is one of just seven countries in the entire world that doesn't guarantee paid maternity leave, how likely is it we're going to see change for paternity leave? Right. I mean, that's the the huge, you know, question The issue, though, is that, you know, we've seen study after study show that there is a cost to taking maternity leave. Moms who take time off to care for a new baby will have to deal with later promotions, slower raises, maybe even an increased risk of getting fired when they go back to work. And that's according to the Harvard Business Review. But experts say that if we gave fathers leave, too, and both parents, you know, regardless of gender, were taking leave— that would lead to more equitable outcomes in the workforce because it becomes much more of a commonplace thing. So, you know, those who push for paternity leave really do say that it's good for dads and really importantly good for moms as well. Actually, this is Erica Pandy. Thanks, Erica. Thanks, Nyla. New data also shows things don't get easier for parents after those early days of parental leave. The cost of childcare in the U.S. has become an immense burden on American families, especially if they're Black or Latino. The average annual nationwide cost for childcare for one toddler hit $10,600 in 2021, with the highest price being in Washington, D.C. at $24,400. The lowest is Mississippi at $4,400. And according to a new report by the Annie E. Casey Foundation, around 17 percent of Black children and 16 percent of Latino children age five and under lived with a family member who had to change, quit, or refuse a job in 2021 because of childcare issues. In a moment, Blinken in Beijing. Welcome back to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boudou. Secretary of State Antony Blinken met with Chinese President Xi Jinping in Beijing yesterday, marking the first time in five years that a U.S. Secretary of State has visited China. Secretary Blinken had postponed his trip to China back in February because of the Chinese spy balloon incident. But this two-day trip to Beijing was meant to stabilize strained ties between China and the U.S. We have no illusions about the challenges of managing this relationship. There are many issues on which we profoundly, even vehemently, disagree. That's Secretary Blinken in Beijing talking to reporters after meeting with President Xi Jinping. He said he had a, quote, robust conversation with President Xi and that the nations have made progress towards better ties. He also met with Chinese Foreign Minister Qin Gong and other senior Chinese officials. Blinken says Qin agreed to visit Washington at a, quote, suitable time. As promised, we'll be bringing you summer reading recommendations from all kinds of people. 
Today, we continue our series with New York Times opinion writer Jessica Gross. She's the author of Screaming on the Inside, The Unsustainability of American Motherhood. And we asked her for a couple of great reads for your summer. Hi, I'm Jess Gross. I'm an opinion writer at the New York Times. The first book that I want to recommend is The Forgotten Girls, a memoir of friendship and lost promise in rural America by Monica Potts. Potts grew up in Arkansas and she traces how she diverged from her best friend, Darcy. Monica went to a good college and she had an impressive career and a stable life. And Darcy just sort of languishes in her hometown and struggles with addiction and joblessness. And I really love the way that Monica gets at the texture of teen girl friendships and how hard it is when you are that age and you and a best friend just grow apart. This book is for anybody who is interested in undertold stories about what's happening for girls and women in America right now. I also wanted to recommend, on a lighter note, Big Swiss, which is a novel by Jen Began, and it's the weirdest and most wonderful fiction I have encountered for quite a while. It's about a woman who lives in a small town in upstate New York where she's a transcriber for a new age sex therapist. She learns all of these like naughty and traumatic secrets about her fellow townspeople, and she gets involved with them and in their personal lives in ways that she should not. And this book is for anyone who loves dark humor and satire about rich hippies. That's New York Times opinion writer Jess Gross with her recommendations for summer reading. The Forgotten Girls by Monica Potts and Big Swiss by Jen Began. Jess's own book is called Screaming on the Inside, The Unsustainability of American Motherhood. that's it for us today. By the way, you can find all of those book recommendations in our show notes or at our website. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.